0: Welcome to the Ladder Roofing Mastermind podcast, a podcast that highlights roofing business success through systems. I am your host, Emily Mo, and today we are talking about the four critical systems, your roofing business needs to grow and succeed. Let me just get started by saying this breakdown of systems that we are going to talk about today. I'm going to cover all of them, not in crazy depth, uh, just for the The constraint of time right now, but we will dive further into these in future episodes. Um, I just want to kind of lay the groundwork of where we're coming from and why these systems are critical. So, let me just ask you a few questions about what's going on right now in your business. Um, Things that are important, you know, they're important, but let's bring them back up to the forefront and, and ask the question of. What is the status of this sort of system and process? Do I have something set up? And if not, how important is it that I make it a priority to do so? So innocent questions, but uh, powerful gains can be made when, when they're implemented. Are your leads being handled consistently? So can you be confident that if you were to audit the last 100 leads that came through your business, that each one had the right timing as far as follow-ups, the right presentation on a sales call? Were they provided the same level of touches, I call them, from your from your front office, from your sales team, whoever it is that you have handling the customer experience? Is that consistent? Uh, does the occasional or frequent customer fall through the cracks because either no one knew they should have or even worse, no one even knew the lead existed? Are customers being tended to throughout the life of the project? Or do you only speak with them when they call with a question? How is the customer deposit being utilized? Is it consistent in what you're asking for customer deposits prior to the project starting? How does your sales force know what to require from the customer, from your homeowners? Do you know what labor costs will be before you even get the signed contract? at the estimating process? How dialed in is that? What are the true gross profits on every project? Is it consistent across the board? How are you keeping track of this? How often are you reviewing it? Is your business in debt? And do you have a plan to get out of it anytime soon? And there's a difference between having debt and being in debt. You know, there's nothing wrong with the business having credit cards or a line of credit or, you know, uh, revolving accounts with specific material and supply vendors. That's that's fine. Is yours under control? Do you have a process for making sure payments are made on time? Is there a plan to get those balances under control? Are they current? What about tax strategy? Do you have that in place? What funds will be used to pay the tax liability that you have? This is what we refer to as the pain of not having the four critical elements set up in your business. There's so much chaos that stems from the absence of these elements. So the questions can be painful to think about for a lot of contractors and help just a lot of business owners in general. There are um, a lot of plates to keep spinning in a business regardless of the industry. And it's fine that pain exists, but that pain exists to be a signal that a change needs to occur. And that's all it is. Uh, We can attach no guilt to that or emotion to that. Instead, we're going to focus on what it's telling us. And that is change, improve, evolve. This episode is all about the four critical elements that I'm recommending in every roofing business. To start with, if you want to get out of that pain and build a brand and business that your community knows it can rely on, it requires a commitment to these four elements. And These are the four elements. Number one, profitable pricing. What is the goal as far as your profitability and where are you really? When you've missed the mark, are you diving in to find out what went wrong? So let's say you're pushing for a 40% gross profit margin and you review it at whatever consistency and find that vast majority are coming in around 28%. Or maybe you are consistent and there's just every once in a while one that pops up, that's an anomaly. Are you looking into what caused that to happen? Perhaps your pricing tool is excellent. There's maybe a training opportunity for your estimators. So you don't know unless you're looking at, in at the details. And do you have to dive into every single project? No, but reviewing the overall climate, <laughs> with gross profit is helpful because it's going to pop out any that aren't consistent. If you have a lot of inconsistencies, then I would suggest let's let's really dial in on that pricing tool that's being used and and solve that problem. The it's the foundation of your business being able to exist in future seasons. So number 1, profitable pricing. Number 2, cash flow management. That is the placement of cash and the timing of when the cash moves in and out. Where is the cash going and when are you releasing it and receiving it? When are you collecting it? How are you collecting it? And what is that costing you? Your collection method, what is it costing you? This ties in to so many things. It's not just, oh, we're going to pay the bills on this date and this date. It's knowing which project costs to pay and when. And it's knowing you've got a really strong handle on what those costs even are. Best case scenario, you will know what your costs are prior to that project starting. And there's already a schedule in place as to when subs are going to be paid, when materials are going to be paid for, and what's going to happen to the excess. That's the gross profit, by the way. Where's that going to go? Every dollar needs a job and a cash flow management system is what determines that job and holds the money handler accountable for making sure that job gets done with the money that was to be set aside for it. So number one, profitable pricing. Number two, cash flow management. Number three, a CRM that serves you. Team members become more invested in their company when they can see their contributions and know that it's being measured, how it's being measured, and what they can do to increase their contribution, AKA their take-home pay. What are the close ratios from week to week or month to month? How long are customers hanging on the vine before being communicated with? How is your team exemplifying safety and security to your community? Because that's what you're selling. Your marketing may pull someone in, but the real story is happening within your internal process. So the CRM is great for obviously tracking leads, but I want you to go a step further and make sure your CRM is, act, is also taking into account the tasks, task management that needs to occur within every project from first call to final inspection and payment collection. Every step of the way, you need to have plotted out for how that journey for the customer is to go, and individuals within your team, when they are responsible for their piece, need to know they're responsible for that piece, and it should be measurable and trackable. We, we're going to get into which CRMs are recommended and highly rated in future episodes, but for the purpose of this episode, I just want to stress the importance of. Once you decide on a CRM, assuming that you've made a a decent decision, commit to it. The setup process can be a bear depending on who's handling it for you. It can be tedious. It should be tedious. Your project life for every project that might come down the pipe in the future relies on a really strong, clear, and consistent process. And that's what a good CRM can do. But I'm going to tell you business owners right now, this is not just roofers, not just construction. This exists across the board for all business owners. We often are the bottleneck for CRM actually fulfilling its purpose and pushing the team in the right direction. We love the idea of it. We'll get it going. There might be one caveat that doesn't do what what we hoped it would do or not as what we envisioned it would do. We might overestimate our ability to consistently do our part within the CRM, which if you ask me is the biggest piece of it. We often love the idea of structure and tidiness with what's going on in our business. But we like the idea when it's someone else's responsibility. And if there's one caveat or really important note to take out of this this particular item of the CRM. It's that not fully deploying on your behalf the CRM activities that you as a business owner will be responsible for hurts your team morale. It hurts their buy-in to the system, which then will create holes in your system that's being created. Less people will follow through, and then you're looking then the CRM's not even giving you the information that it was intended to give you. So it all starts with the leadership of the business owner. So yes, do your analysis, figure out which one works best for you, hire the best person to help you set it up in accordance to what you want to see happen in your business for each project, and then stick to it. Whatever parts are assigned to you, do it because people are watching, whether they even know they're watching or not, they are. So again, we've got profitable pricing. We've got a good cash flow management CRM that serves you. Next, we're going to talk about my one of my favorite topics, accounting and finance, which basically is data. We tell ourselves stories every minute of the day about our performance and why it is what it is, but. How we're doing it itself is just a narrative, and it's very easy to go easy on ourselves and our team without realizing the opportunities that exist to do and be better within really anything we're doing in life, but especially our business. I'm not encouraging you to have a strong accounting system because it will help with tax preparation at year end. I am telling you that it is vital if you want to know the truth about what is occurring in your business and what holes need to be filled throughout the year. It keeps the score. It tells the real story of what happened. It allows investigation into what happened so we can then make really strong predictions about what you can expect in the next quarter, in the next year. Each of these things ties directly to your operations, your team, your customer experience, your team culture. It's not just for nerdy CFOs like me to yammer on and on about. If you're feeling convicted about any of these systems, please know that it can be changed and quickly. I've seen it happen. I've been in the rooms where it was happening and it's a beautiful thing with the right people, the right intentions, everyone collaborating, everyone looking forward in the right direction. All these challenges can be dealt with in a way that leaves everyone happy and proud with their involvement in it. That's what I know is possible. And that's really what I love to talk about. So the accounting and finance, it's, again, I talk about this all the time. So I am going to spend just a minute clarifying Unfortunately, the accounting industry has allowed to be the perception, and really, the perception becomes reality. So I have a beef with my my folks. <laughs> and that basically is I believe millions of businesses have been underserved by accountants for the last several decades. It's become such a here is some money the accountant will take, and the accountant will provide financial statements. And it's, uh, okay, great. High five. See you next month. We'll do this again. And so much opportunity is on the table then for the business owner, regardless of the industry to understand more about what those numbers are telling them. Not everyone can without really discussing and collaborating and communicating with each other, not everyone's going to look at a balance sheet and, and know that it's what it's really saying. It's not just giving you the balance as of such and such date of your assets, liabilities, and equity. There's more to the story and there's some reading between the lines that can occur. Accountants typically aren't doing this with their clients, especially small business clients. And this burns me up. I believe an accountant role is to partner to the best of their ability with their clients, to really utilize the financial statements. The financial statements are not the end product. The end product is the understanding of, oh, this is the story of what's happened. This is the scoreboard of of my business right now. And how can I make it better? What are some tweaks I can make that are going to push this ball forward? And that's why you need a strong financial system. And it doesn't just mean financial statements. It also means, what systems are you using to collect payments from homeowners? What systems are you using to run payroll? How are you filing different taxes for payroll or income tax, local taxes permitting? How is everything being tracked? Are you doing solid job costing that's going to provide you with accurate information? It ties back into that profitable pricing so that we can track it and see how did we measure up to our estimates? of what we anticipated to happen with this project. So it's, there are a lot of moving pieces, but that's why you need an expert to handle it. It's really just comes down to that and making sure you've got the right expert who is very entrepreneurial and not so entrenched in the compliant side of what accounting can look like, but isn't really conducive to a strong capitalistic system. Okay, so what does it look like on the other side of having these elements? Well, leads are going to be handled consistently with the same level of professional and friendly service that your community deserves. Your team will know and understand what is expected of them and is clearly able to see the opportunities beyond just that expectation. Vendors, crews, employees, the government, your spouse, everyone is happy knowing they're being compensated, timely. Barely and without the need to hassle or track you down, you, the business owner, are easily able to identify leadership and training opportunities within your organization because you've got the tools telling you when something needs to be investigated. From this vantage point, you're able to tap into creativity that entrepreneurship needs. Creativity is like oxygen to a business. If things are falling apart all over the place, there is no space for creativity. No one is breathing, and certainly no one is thriving you, your family, your team, certainly not your employees, and I'm not so sure how happy your homeowners are either. You aren't wowing anyone in this environment, and therefore you miss so many amazing opportunities to show up. Everything changes when your business has these four elements locked down, and it opens the door to so much more. So we're going to get more in-depth into all of these systems in future episodes, if you want to talk more about what those might look like for you in the meantime, feel free to reach out. You can reach me with feedback regarding the show, questions, suggestions for future episodes. If there's someone that you think could be really beneficial to have on the show to talk about some of these things, please let me know. You can email me at podcast at dot Okay. So thank you for listening to the show today. I hope it was helpful to you. Again, community is everything. So let's hear from you. I really want to. In what ways are you being challenged by the four critical elements? Was this helpful? Do you have a specific example you'd like to explore? Remember, I can't be your business BFF without hearing from you. So please send some feedback to podcast at ladderroofing.com and find me on Instagram at Mo underscore CFO. If you'd like to speak with me about the Ladder Roofing Business Team and how we can help you directly tackle these areas, I would love that opportunity. And you can set up that chat at our website, ladderroofingteam.com. Help me grow this community by reviewing and sharing the show. Thank you guys. I really enjoyed um, this brief overview and looking forward to diving further into it with all of you in the future. Peace and profit.